0: Okay, uh, the following is a, sorry, so you want, you want it to be a drunk presentation of unqualified gamers, the opinion, okay, the following is a drunk opinion of unqualified gamers, no, that's not right either, by unqualified gamers? Too many cooks will spoil the broth. The following is a drunk presentation from Unqualified Gamers. The opinions expressed do not reflect the way anyone feels about anything sober. So please feel free to ignore everything you are about to hear. Hello and welcome to episode one of Drunk Qualified Gamers, or Drunk Qualified Gamers, depending on how you would like to pronounce the show. Uh, Unqualified Gamers is where two gentlemen or men as it were who have no business talking about video games talk about video games drunk qualified gamers or drunk qualified gamers if you will is where one person with no business talking about video games or really anything does so because he is intoxicated or inebriated although for legal reasons we're going to say that that is all fictitious and i am not in fact actually intoxicated but i'm instead uh simply acting in the drunken state and uh, thusly, we lead to myself as le host, is how you would say that in French. My name is Cody Goff, or Goff, as it uh, is colloquially known. And today, I would like to talk about an interesting phenomena on the internet, uh, which which may may concern you, may not, may may be of interest to you, may not. If it is not interesting to you, then perhaps you are not an interesting person. It's difficult to say. So pretend you've never read anything or had thoughts, or um, really consumed information about the internet recently. Clear your mind of preconceived notions and of stories of which you think you are familiar, because I want to tell you about a thing. And in order to do so, I need to describe a couple other things which you may think you know the definition of, but in fact, perhaps you do not. So... Take literally everything I say at this point in time at face value, face value only, clear your mind, clear your mind of of conceptions, of of preconceptions, of uh, the immaculate conception even. Actually, you may keep that in your mind as it has no relevance to the point at hand. Uh, So now that your mind is cleared, we'll talk about this thing. So the internet, right? So the internet is a place uh, where people go online that is a circular definition by definition, <laughs> as it were, uh, but uh, the internet is a place where people go for things right so there currently are there are two rather vocal, very involved groups of people on the internet having conversations about two very, very distinct different things all right so picture this if you will. there is a group of of people uh, there are several people across america let 's just stick with America okay. Several people in America who go on the internet and they consume video game uh, consumptibles, right? Okay, so they consume, they they read video game articles and they listen to video game podcasts and they watch, they watch game trailers and, and GameSpot and IGN and all these other things, right? So a lot of Americans consume these things and some of those Americans have looked at these established media outlets and they have they have said hang on a second i believe there may be an issue with the ethics of uh, the journalists who are reporting on video games. So perhaps there are corporate ties that they are not being particularly transparent about. And so they have a a legitimate concern for, you know, if I'm, if I'm reading a video game review, I would like to know, first of all, if that is kind of a kind of quote unquote paid review by a publisher. And if so, how that may affect its score, how it may affect that journalist's perception of the game. And I would like them to be transparent and I would like them to be, "Quote unquote ethical," which means mindful of the consumer and and honest with them, frankly, uh, so that when a consumer who does not have a lot of money, as America's economy is atrocious, uh, a consumer who does not have a lot of money is is faced with the decision of what game to drop sixty dollars on. He may listen to that journalist and realize that there may be a little bit of a uh, little persuasion there somewhere. Okay, a little bit. So. This is a you know kind of a legitimate concern. It is interesting. Games journalism in general is is operated differently than uh, let's say literary criticisms or uh, film critics, for example. So there is a there is a group of Americans who are legitimately concerned about this thing, right? Okay. So that is a given. This is a this is a fact. You may not dispute this fact. Okay. Now here is another thing that is happening. There are concerns. Uh, there are also there's also many Americans, right? And they're on the internet again again, on the internet with these Americans. There are some Americans who go on the internet and they look around at video game culture. Some are women, some are men. And they they look at uh, at video games, right? The content in the games. And they say, you know, these games, uh, they they have some kind of interesting content that uh, kind of of marginalizes women a a bit. And and this doesn't make men, you know, sexist or make people sexist or anything. But it kind of reinforces a lot of uh, current social... Um, constructs that kind of maybe perhaps marginalize women. It, it perhaps reinforces some um, some perceptions of gender relations that may not necessarily be as progressive as we would like for it to be. Like for example, in this game, you may save the damsel in distress. And you know what? Uh, I'm looking at this game, and I'm like, you know, maybe this isn't uh, maybe this isn't great to have a damsel in distress. Maybe that's a bit regressive. Maybe it's a bit. Uh, it's a bit, uh, kind of uh, marginalizes the women a bit, and I'm not, I'm not really happy with that um, because it kind of reinforces the, you know, some old, outdated, perhaps stereotypes and, and things of that nature. Um, not necessarily uh, meant to be a commentary on the people consuming that media, right? But it is instead a, uh, just a, 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 kind of a, an observation about the fact that um, some video games and some, some. Some of this type of media is kind of playing into the overall cultural perceptions of certain things and the overall cultural presentations of certain things. For example, Hollywood does not have a lot of lead female actors. Uh, translate as the video games. Uh, perhaps there's a criticism that some uh, video games, not enough video games, have f- lead females. Right? Okay. So this is a completely different group of people. This is totally different. Well, not necessarily, but but maybe in many examples, this is a, a different group of people. Uh, there are. Are different members of this group for for sure and they are looking at video games and they say you know uh, maybe perhaps we should examine video game culture and and uh, and by that we mean the the uh, kind of artistic medium the storytelling expression uh, the way that it is developed and things of that nature are are perhaps not as progressive towards gender relations as we would like it to be so that is a group of people that exist you, you cannot argue against that unless you are, are a denialist of, of reality kind of and then there is yet a third group of people who, who believes heavily that, um, you know, if I go to a video game tournament and I am a woman, I will be uh, harassed. I will be treated unfairly. I believe that many male gamers are very misogynistic and mean. And uh, dismissive of women and all these other negative things. So that is bad and that is bad. And that, and that, you know, maybe there's some truth to that. Maybe there's not. But there is a third group of people that, that believes this, right? And, that, and, and perhaps they are seeking to change that. Uh, however means necessary, maybe by writing Jezebel articles or doing things here or there. So you have three groups of people. There's one group of American citizens who goes on the internet and they are concerned with ethics and video games journalism and they occasionally comment on it and they are kind of trying to, to maybe push the envelope and challenge some established mediums, uh, you know, established conventions and reform it a bit so it's a bit more transparent and uh, and works towards, you know, the consumer's advantage a bit more. There is that second group that exists that believes that uh, the medium of video games in terms of a storytelling mechanism is a bit, uh, you know, uh, kind of reinforces gender roles that perhaps should not exist anymore. OK, that's the second group. And then the third group is uh, we kind of think that, uh, you know, male gamers as a kind of general overall group on the Internet can come off as misogynistic sometimes in, in terms of tournaments or uh, when you when you go online and, and that women face harassment as a result of this. So these are three distinctly different groups that think different things. One is concerned with ethics in games journalism. One is concerned with the way that women are presented in the medium and the way they kind of fit into storytelling. And one is concerned with the way that women personally are treated as gamers and as members of the video game industry, you know, perhaps not getting jobs as female video game developers that they would like. These are three concerns that people have that you can argue the legitimacy of any of them as much as you like right and that's fine but what is outrageous and ludicrous and the entire purpose of this little uh drunk qualified gamers podcast is the hilarity that ensues in the fact that all three of them want to claim ownership over the hashtag gamergate So, But I want you to think about this for a second because this is what's actually happening. The group of people, the first group of people that is concerned with ethics in games journalism, if you say, what's Gamergate about? They will say, it's about ethics in games journalism. If you ask the second group, what is Gamergate about? That second group of people will say, Gamergate is about presentation of women in video games media. And if you ask that third group, what is Gamergate about? they will say Gamergate is about harassment of women in video games and in the video game industry. And this is why we at Unqualified Gamers have not really... I mean, I don't really know, actually, to be totally honest, why John has not felt the need to address it. Perhaps because it's too controversial. Who can even know? But the reason I personally, Cody Goff, uh, have not addressed Gamergate is because... underlying, so let's say for the sake of argument, I think that all three of those concerns are, are perfectly legitimate. We'll just say that because I don't feel like expressing my actual opinion at this juncture. Let's just say those are all three equally valid claims and things. That is great. People should go on the internet and they should discuss all of those things should be talked about and addressed, and conversations conversation should be had, articles should be written, people should read them, and it should uh, push forward the discourse of video game conversations across the internet. However, what I have noticed happening, what I have observed instead, is a fanatical battle over... Which of these three groups and which of these three ideologies owns a hashtag which, by its nature, inherently, and this is coming from a guy who makes lots of money, lots of money for a big global corporation running their social media, I am a social media expert, it is my resume, look me up on LinkedIn, like, that is undebatable coming from a social media expert you cannot own a hashtag period it is not doable it is for those who are interested in ethics and games journalism for you you know for you to insist that gamergate is about ethics and games journalism do it until you are blue in the face but you will literally never ever be able to lay claim to the meaning of that hashtag. You cannot prescribe a meaning to something which is prescribed meaning inherently by its users. These three groups are all expressing themselves using the same hashtag. You cannot stop group two or group three, group one. Group two, Similarly, you cannot stop Groups 1 or 3, and Group 3, likewise, you cannot stop Groups 1 or 2 from utilizing this hashtag as what they believe is their banner or their call to arms. So, beneath all of these arguments and conversations, which, again, may be perfectly legitimate and reasonable and and very healthy and good to have and good for the video games industry and culture, beyond all of that, underneath it all, is an inherent... Battle that is ultimately completely meaningless. And I, I know that some people will claim that there is meaning and they'll claim that there is any importance or significance in quote unquote owning a hashtag, but there isn't. That's like saying, I own the air in my house. Like, you don't. You don't own that. Air, It's there and people can breathe it and trees will recycle the carbon monoxide and make it oxygen again and insects in your home will breathe that air. You cannot own that air. It's just there. Like I, I, I literally cannot even comprehend in my drunken state an analogy that is accurate enough to describe the lunacy that is the battle over this hashtag. And again, This is not detracting from the importance of any of the conversations that people wish to have surrounding the hashtag. By all means, please, Group 3, talk about how there are many people in the video game... Uh, society of people who play video games, first person shooters, let's just say, who say mean things to girls on the internet or things that are demeaning to women specifically because they're playing first person shooters with women. Please have those conversations. But for you to call that Gamergate and say this is what Gamergate is about it's about misogyny and death threats in in the video games industry. All you do is attract people from groups 1 and 2 who then yell at you and fight with you, and at this point, the battle isn't even about what you just said. Like, I'm person A. I believe there are misogynists in first-person shooters, and I think fewer people in Halo 4 should make rape jokes and say the P word, okay? Then person 2 goes... Oh uh, no, hashtag Gamergate is about ethics and games journalism, yo. And then person three pops in. Oh uh, no, hashtag Gamergate is about the presentation of women in video games as characters, as a storytelling mechanism. So you now have an argument, a debate, as it were, not over the content of that original thought, that original. Sentiment that is here is my idea about misogyny, but instead the entire conversation is derailed, and you have now been drawn into a battle over what a hashtag, which again inherently cannot be owned, means. And this is why I joke about Gamergate to no end on Twitter, and I I joke on all sides, I make fun of the people who say it's about misogyny, I make fun of the people who say it's about ethics, I make fun of the people who say it's about the presentation in the medium, I make fun of it all, because at the end of the day, there are so many people in these movements who are more concerned with what the hashtag means and who quote-unquote owns it than what the actual conversations are. And any progressive, productive conversation or dialogue has, I believe, been completely subverted by the dialogue that seems to just dominate all the conversations I've seen on Twitter, and that is, what is Gamergate about? And at the end of the day, it literally doesn't matter. There are three groups of people with three good or bad ideas, whatever, but their ideas, their points of view, they have points to make. Make them stop worrying so much about what the hashtag is and trying to own hashtag GamerKid. Because at this point, you're literally arguing about semantics of a made-up word that no one can ever own scientifically from a logical brain perspective. Like, turn on your brain as a human being and you will see that that argument slash conversation is an idiotic waste of time. Do not engage in it whatsoever. And if I had to advise any of the three groups, I would say abandon that hashtag altogether, rally around a new one, or just stop using a hashtag and instead hashtag it something relevant people maybe... Uh, trying to 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 search for you know things like that. It just it it blows my mind. It is a lunatic conversation going on the internet. It is three arguably worthwhile conversations on the internet about arguably worthwhile subjects that are being flown under the same banner and are battling for dominance to own an unownable hashtag, and the conversation is muddled. And confusing. And that is why when people say, what is Gamergate? I tell them, I don't know. I don't even know anymore because it's not about anything. Gamergate is a word that literally means nothing. Each of the three groups thinks it means a thing that they want it to mean, but it doesn't because it can't. Because when you have 400 million people on the internet, and 100 million is saying one thing, and 30 million is saying one thing, and even 500,000 is saying the third thing, even a very small minority, it still completely dilutes the message and the meaning of that thing, of that made-up word that literally doesn't mean anything. And that is what Gamergate is about. To me, it is about nothing. Because it doesn't f***ing matter what... It means, if you care about something, then talk about it and have a dialogue, because a dialogue is greater than a hashtag. This has been your first episode of Cody Goffs. My name is Goff, Drunk Qualified Gamers, Episode 1, Gamergate, Hashtag Gamergate, Hashtag gamergate. Please subscribe on QualifiedGamers.com, f off and die.